0: Oh good morning. A very good morning, morning, How Patty. morning all. How, How are you, day? everyone? The day after.
3: Yes. Oh boy. Why well, it sounds like you had a big one. How did no, the Patty and Fatty show go around Eagle
0: Farm? It was good fun. Yes, yeah. it was. Well, I was surrounded by the Who's Who. Uh, I of was course you are. I didn't really know, but Webby was there. We're Not a massive racing fan, but yeah. enjoyed the day. Gordy Tallis was there. Mm-hmm. Billy Moore, Queenslander was mm-hmm. there. It was uh, fantastic. And of course the Broncos well, coach, Kelly
3: Walters. Where the hell have you been? I was hell. Do it you been? not know that those people go to events? Yes. You, where are you? Down in the ring all the time or something?
0: <laughs> Normally when I go to the races, yes. yes. I'm not a big socialiser oh, when I go to the races. Yeah, I well, like the time. Party. Did mm. you park the limo out the front? Yes. <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. Got okay. a great park. So what do we talk about, Hills? Where on the day after the Melbourne Cup? The next three hours would be dis- spent dissecting the Melbourne Cup. But I don't know whether we can do that this morning. What Melbourne we? Cup? <laughs> I know. Mate, it's India we talk about. We have just seen a cricketing miracle. Well, I didn't. I wasn't up at those ridiculous hours. Me either, of the But I
3: reckon the last time I looked at it, I just turned it on, ready to turn it off. I think we were seven for 90. Seven for we, 91. Seven for
0: 91, we were I off think 18. It must overs. have
3: been right then. And I thought, I'll just have a little listen to see what happens, mm. but didn't listen for much longer. And no. he got it done.
0: Well, it's unbelievable. Let me ask you right now to our loyal listeners this, on the Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, give us a call if you are up in the early hours and watching this unbelievable double century from Glenn Maxwell uh, or the text line 0467 736 736. Uh, yes, if you, if you're obviously just catching up with this because Australia was set 292 by Bangladesh, uh, by Afghanistan, I should say, and uh, we have we've slumped to 7 for 91 and we've caught them. Yeah, we were like,
3: you know, these good sides not yep. batting very well at the end, seven for ninety-one, and then he just threw his wrists everywhere. and had everything. It had
0: drama. It had pain. It had performance. He yep. it, it could hardly walk. He was cramping for the last eighty runs or so. Could barely walk. It was laid flat out on the ground at times. <laughs> uh, it's one of the greatest. Uh, one of the greatest innings you will ever ever see. From what I'm told. So let's let's hear firstly from the, how it happened a six to bring up 200 and win the game everybody here's on their feet
3: How <laughs> big zap from Smithy? <laughs> that it had a great commentator. and that crowd <laughs> again, once again fills in the second session. Um, and Maxi was sort of saying that the fielding conditions did him in more than the batting conditions. But mm. thirty-seven degrees, I reckon, it was the hottest day of the tournament. Yeah. The commentators mentioned in the afternoon.
0: Well, we, we've got a couple of texts already, Dimmy. Well, I went to bed <laughs> when Stoilus got out. Can't believe my eyes this morning. Uh, guys, uh, Stu from Jim Boomba, went to bed expecting the Aussies to lose but woke up to a Glenn Maxwell special. Bit more than that, Stu, I reckon. Glenn Maxwell miracle. Uh, in other news, what's happening with the Gabba pitch, an uncharacteristic November Shield game happening at the moment. Uh, Stu, we'll get into that Shield game. Yeah, there hasn't. What what is there, five or six wickets falling in two days out there. And the shoe, uh, cannot believe Maxwell's innings, magic to watch. Uh, yeah, just unbelievable. The shoe got to watch it. Yeah. So oh, good work. Maxwell has finished with 201 over 3 hours of 128 balls, 21 fours, 10 sixes. I make that about 144 in boundaries. Can't be 3 hours, otherwise
3: Afghanistan need to be fined. <laughs> well, oh no, it's 50 over game and I keep thinking it's 2. it's a T20. That's how how we batted. Well, he hit his ninth and 10th six.
0: To make his 200. Uh, the partnership with Cummins was 202 and the skipper scored 12 of 68. Yeah. And he was out there for two hours. 6% of the partnership. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. Oh, that was amazing. So, uh, look, well, let's hear from the skipper on this uh, Glenn Maxwell knock, firstly.
2: Oh, uh, well, Maxie certainly did. <laughs> I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how you describe that. Uh, just, yeah, I mean, great win, but Maxi is out of this
0: world. So, Maxwell, as we said, physically cooked, he was.
1: Glenn, first things first, physically, how are you doing? Horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I feel shocking. Um, yeah, it was obviously quite hot when we were fielding today, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't really done a whole lot of high-intensity exercise, I suppose, in the in the heat, and it certainly got a hold of me today. And um, yeah, just luckily enough, um, we came out with a plan to sort of stay at the same end for a little bit until I could sort of get some movement back. And luckily enough, was able to stick it out to the end.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and there was a twelve-ball period where he got dropped twice, and there was an LBW review that, that he mm. talks about. He he led a charmed life, but got through.
1: Not too much, to be honest. It was basically to, I suppose, stick to our own batting plans for as much as we possibly could. And um, I suppose for me, it was still trying to be positive, still trying to take them on and, and trying to produce bad balls or something else I could score off. And I felt like if I just defended my way through that, they would have been able to sort of put a bit of pressure. And um, even with the LBW, um, that was just going over the top. I'm, that was probably the kickstart I needed to sort of tell myself, I need to start playing some shots and uh, be a bit more proactive. I think-
0: now, obviously, Michael Atherton asked a great question. I'll ask you about this aren't we, when we hear the answer uh, with the Dean Jones innings, of course. Uh, let, let, let's, hear, let's hear from Michael Atherton talking about
4: Um Australians of a certain age may draw a comparison with the very famous innings that Dean Jones played in Madras in 1986 when he was cramping up Famously, Alan Border said to Dean Jones when he wanted to go off, I think, we'll get a Queenslander out
1: here to do the job. <laughs> Did you have a similar line up your sleeve if Maxie was about to go off for treatment? Yeah, well, we had two New, New South Welshmen uh, coming in next. Uh, they were lining up. They wouldn't have
2: missed a thing. But, um, yeah, I think Zamps was on and off about three times, but Maxie wanted to stay out there. And oh, I mean, yeah, I'm unreal.
3: <laughs> yeah, notice they didn't go on. <laughs> uh, but Dino, yeah, that that was a great knock in a Test match. That was full of great knocks. Yeah. Um, in in '86, there were five centuries scored in that in that match, and it ended in a tie. Uh, so, yeah, you know, incredible, incredible stroke play and courage to play like that. But he's he hasn't had a lot of luck at times. His first chance yeah. gets caught. Um, he he play he doesn't get away with a risky shot first up, and it's good that uh, he's got through a major a major tournament innings. Uh, with such courage
0: yeah so greg was saying i watched most of it uh, and most of his runs were scored from inside the crease he couldn't walk incredible in last night's match and they went to the third umpire for a stumping review after the ball was called a wide can they why would they do that
3: you can get something wide yeah so but was it obviously in his crease uh and given not out yeah. uh very powerful through and over either direction i'd say through point so, you know, he gets his left leg out of the way, and they'll bowl wide of off because he's stuck over here on leg side, and he can throw his hands at things that are wide of off and slice them through and over point. The wagon wheel looked very convincing right through there. Very dominant.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen it. I've only seen a few highlights. And yeah, me they're, too. They're just incredible to watch. So, yeah, who thought that we could upstage uh, the Melbourne Cup from yesterday, but... We best have a listen to this. Well, who,
3: well, who thought Afghanistan could get that close, right? Yeah. They batted really, really well. And then bowling. One thing to have a look at is the dismissal of David Warner. That's another thing. Um, it, it was Asmatullah, 23-year-old. They were bowling brilliantly at the top of the order. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure. I thought they got the toss wrong. What, why would you? You know, you don't want to bowl when it gets dewy. Mm. But it seems to be having success doing that until someone like uh, Maxwell turns it around on you. Yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I thought Afghanistan got the toss wrong.
0: Well, wh- what it's done is, in short, Australia are into the semifinals and we will play South Africa. I know you've got worries about our attack right at the moment. Well, well, and our batting, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, 7 for 91.
3: Can't quite work out this Australian side and how they're going. They they they're getting the job done. They've been uh, unbeatable since the first two losses. Yeah, but they haven't been convincing. So can they click and get it all together? Are they peaking for that? I wonder.
0: Well, can we? Anyway,
3: ne- Melbourne Cup mate.
0: Yeah, well, what ne- happened there? The well, uh, here, let, 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 let's listen. <laughs> and
1: bow and declare between them, absurd is also chiming in. Four hundred meters to go. It's absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Burton. So Salkom without a fight. Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion, wins it by two links. Second in the race was Salkom. Third, Shiraz. They were followed
0: by a photo fourth, Astrodashalant. Yep, fantastic from Mark Zara. Genius ride, and uh, Sam Friedman basically confirmed that uh, on the, the. This was the guy who had the choice between goal Trip and without a fight. Yep, and he and Gold Trip, the defending champ. So he becomes the first since the great Harry White in 78 and 79 to win back to back cups on different horses. But Zara's ride. When was, was that? Just 1978. Yeah, so a long time ago.
1: <laughs> he got we left hurricane. it up to Mark and we gave him till 6 p.m. on the Saturday night after the Cox play. Gave him about 15 minutes after his last ride to give us an answer. And um, his owner, Sheikh Mohammed Obey, he, uh, yeah, he was happy enough to give him that time to decide. And thankfully, he went our way. He considered a lot
3: of things. He considered the weight. He considered the weather, the track. Mm. So, yeah, it was a, a big decision.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, it was, a, it was a brilliant ride, although uh, I was on Sulcombe, as we mentioned yesterday. That would have been the greatest
3: win, right. you know, having come out so slow of the barriers. And then just got stuck, apparently. got stuck behind a, a couple of groups in the 600 and
0: 700 mark. Yeah, they made different decisions. Mm. So Zara decided to go one way. And Joe Maria on Solcombe decided to go to the other one, just one run into a heap of beefsteak yeah. and just kept running up backside. And just came second. <laughs> yeah, flashed, the, um, out, took a little gap in the end and flashed home to run second. Yeah, to so it uh, does
3: have that speed.
0: The Maria ride has copped a, a little bit of criticism, despite the fact that the horse again missed the kick by three lengths or so. And it's hard in those big races, uh, you know, field of 23 to negotiate your way around when you've got to come from three or four lengths behind them.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they both made different decisions and uh, Zara's decision proved to be the masterstroke. Hey, what about the Freedmans, though? We, we've got to, you know, you've got to give them a wrap. You know the, one of the last people I saw at Eagle Farm as I was leaving yesterday? <laughs> the great man, Lee Friedman. Right. He, was, uh, he had a couple of horses running at Eagle Farm yesterday and he was just so chuffed. Uh, of course, Anthony is his brother and Sam is Anthony's son. Nephew. And, uh, yeah, so uh, he phoned the nephew not long after. And uh, Anthony, of course, is uh, notoriously shy when it comes to race day. Uh, he was here in Brisbane for one of the Without a Fights uh, wins. I'm not sure whether it was Lord Mayor's Cup or Q22. might have been Q22. But uh, he doesn't go to the races all that often. He was sitting back on the peninsula watching. And uh, he he now famously said after the Caulfield Cup wins, uh, when he finally got hold of uh, Sam about a half an hour of the race, he said, oh, hi, Dad. You know, what about that? And he said, Yeah, that was good. And and apparently yesterday he said, yeah, that was very good. So, yeah, I mean, they go into the history books as the the first, uh, uh, what is it, the the first since Ethereal in 2001 to do the Cups double. And uh, Zara was just, uh, Zara was magnificent, absolutely magnificent. Mm. So this was him post-Melbourne Cup.
4: Oh, geez, unbelievable. Like... (laughs) If I, could have, if I could have thought that I'd have that run from 16, I would have said he was unbeatable. But to the trainer's credit, Sam and Lee and all their team, he was just an absolute gentleman for me today. Went to rail, switched off, and uh, I got, probably got the front earlier than last year, but I just had that softer run and um, spent it with you, one of my best mates, after a line, even <laughs> <doing> better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was uh, the interview as he was coming back to scale. Um, Geez, I use him. They, yeah. they have to go everywhere, don't
3: they, right from the word go. Get off the horse, do, do one on the track, then up into the studio or along to the studio, and then mm. oh, all the TV shows last night.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's such a big deal. It's, it's more than just a, a racing win, isn't it? It's, it's, it's such a, an important part of Australian sport. Um, Sam Friedman did speak about the, the family's cup history. I mean, Lee, as head of the family, won five of these things
1: uh, in their halcyon. We started out as jockeys, I think, 80 or 90 years ago and um, slowly getting a bit taller and at least we're still winning Melbourne Cups. So um, that's something, you know, DJ McLaughlin went into the Racing Hall of Fame, I think, as a jockey. Um, and then Lee, obviously, has won plenty, so we couldn't let Lee have all the fun. So it was nice to nice to get one.
0: We're back. So it was terrific in 95, Sub-Zero 93, uh, Doremus, and then, of course, two by Maccabi Diva. Mm. Uh, David Hall had Maccabi Diva for the first one and then went to Hong Kong. So Lee took over the training of Maccabi after that. And they they started in Sydney.
3: DJ McLaughlin, was was he American? Yeah, I don't know much about that story. Yeah, yeah. And what's that, the great-great-great-grandfather or something like that? And then uh, they started, uh, then the Freedmen started in Sydney, didn't they, then went to Melbourne? Yeah.
0: The, 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 The dynasty, there's four brothers training. And uh, there's an, there's another brother who's uh, who's w- within the family. He's uh, disabled, sadly, Mark. Uh, but uh, Lee was the head of the family, and they used to call him the FBI mm-hmm. when they're running. So Anthony is the one who basically goes to the sales in advance and picks the horses. They say he's got just an unbelievable eye for the youngsters, for the babies. Lee was the figurehead. Michael, who trains in his own right now and has spent a lot of time in Singapore, basically was his associate trainer. And Richard was more the front man for the family, looked after the family investments and and things like that. But he trains in his own right now with his son as well. Television
3: panel shows.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's how it goes. But yeah, uh, with Lee at the helm, they won five. And now the Friedman name lives on again in Melbourne Cup history. Hey, it's 619. We've got to take a break. We'd love to hear from you. So much to talk about. Did you have a win yesterday? Did you watch Maxwell last night? Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 131355. The text line, 0467-736-736. We'll tell you who our stakes winner was yesterday Ooh, as well. Yes. And what about Tommy Hackett? First, second, and fourth. We'll catch up with him as the morning unfolds.
2: Now on breakfast
3: with Pat and Hills, Hills gets his gloves off. Well, I prepared this gloves off uh, for yesterday, really, after the weekend I had. So since then, the Angelo Matthews uh, controversy cropped up. (laughs) Afghanistan criticised Cricket Australia for their stance earlier on this year, and Maxie's chaos has happened. But I'll still do it anyway because uh, I've called this for the love of sport because over the weekend just gone, uh, I've only felt the greatness of sport and activity, not one bit of negativity. So I'll keep my padded gloves on. I said, and and today, and and tell you how I feel. I don't have to take them off and hit with hard hands. Saturday, I read Ben Dorries' piece on Sheila Laxon, who lived in Wales, uh, saw some kangaroos on TV, and decided to come and have a look at this thing called Australia. Um, she thought she'd then pop up to Cairns uh, from, Rock, uh, from Canberra in a Greyhound bus, had to finish that idea in Rockhampton, and then returned to Brisbane and over to New Zealand uh, to a farm near Cambridge where she discovered she liked being around horses. Probably not a normal start for the trainer of a Melbourne Cup, Caulfield Cup double, but it is Australia, remember, and New Zealand. So then there's the Annabelle Neesham story of travelling around Australia, riding track work for Gay, working for Curran then managing for him and obtaining her licence on her own and burgeoning a magnificent career um, that she now has. An incredible story. Her people skills are the second to none, they say, and it seems her horse instincts go all right as well. Then my Sunday was spent playing cricket with visually impaired competitors who are certainly as willing as the 11 we opposed who were fully sighted. Uh, That meant little. To the visually impaired, it was fun, and certainly, certainly, the key for legends who struggle to leave their houses—you know—that's that is sport right there. And the, the way they do uh, make that attractive for people of visually impairedness uh, is very, very impressive. Then I read about Mia Wilkinson in the paper, who at five suffered quadruple amputation of limbs, but's done nothing but fight ever since those operations. The 2032 Olympic pathway is of particular interest to Mia. What a legend she is uh, now at 10 years of age. The top levels of pro sport are also providing wonderful, fulfilling and time-spending entertainment as well. The Kiwi smashing of the kangaroos and our battling cricket team striving for perfection in India. But heading headway is slow, but I feel inevitable that Australia will probably make the final. I, you know, fingers crossed against that South African semi final. We are lucky to be in a sporting island nation, and future generations certainly need the inspiring qualities of sport. Communities are crucial. I wonder if you've got any communities you'd love to tell us about. Try 131355.
0: After oh, a frantic day yesterday, just to quiet down the Queensland racing scene today, you can check out racingqueensland.com.au for where all the races uh, are over the next few days. Uh, chances are, though, you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit the gamblinghelponline.org.au Chris Nelson, back with us. He's been down uh, attending the family business in, in Melbourne, playing a little bit of golf and uh, watching remotely April and Augusta smash him at the weekend. <laughs>
4: All of the above, Paddy. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, and he enjoyed every uh, every minute of it. So now it's good to get back home, though. And uh, yeah, April did a good job. And yeah, the uh, the win of uh, without a fight yesterday in the cup was uh, was phenomenal. An outstanding ride by Mark Zara. He just uh, he just got the gaps, didn't he?
0: Yeah, look, we were just chatting about this, and Healds brought it up. But, you know, there's been a bit of criticism of Marira's wide. He went one way, Zara went the other. Marira ran into backsides. But I don't know whether Sulkin was ever going to beat the winner, to tell you the truth.
4: Well, you know, when they ran to the line that last 200, 100 metres, I thought without a fight was pretty strong. I mean, it's not as if Sulkin was just ripping ground off without a fight. Uh, in that final uh, drive to the line. And, look, Sulkham's going to keep missing the start. I mean, you know, that's that's you can't miss the start in races like that. I mean, you're going to look at it and say, oh, Sulkham should have won. He's one to be on next time, as we all thought, or some of us thought, after the Caulfield Cup. But chances are he's going to keep on missing the start or he's going to miss the start, you know, seven or eight times out of ten. So you take your life in your own hands there. But, no, all credit uh, with Mark Zara and without a fight, who uh, began his campaign, of course, up here in the Lord Mayor's Cup at uh, Eagle Farm, and gee, it was impressive that day too.
3: Yep. Well, it makes so much sense, doesn't it, to to freshen them up and
4: get them out of the paddock in Brisbane's yeah. winter weather. Well, I mean, there's another uh, advertisement for that. And, I mean, Heels, I had a thought last night. I don't know about these uh, these international raiders. Maybe they should come to Brisbane in the winter and then send their horses down to Melbourne to quarantine. Mm. They're all ready for the, uh, for the, the carnival. For the maybe summer. Maybe they're ready for the Melbourne Yeah, or maybe <laughs> Racing Queensland might jump onto that one.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Tommy Hackett had it. Uh, there hasn't been a European Raider that started favourite that has won yet.
4: No, no. They come out here with uh, these
0: massive wraps on them.
4: Here's a, here's one, here's a couple for you, Paddy. Double Trigger ran 17th in 1995. These are the ones that were the second coming of Farlap. Oscar Schindler ran 15th in 1996. Deauville Legend ran fourth in 2022. They're just some of the ones that have started short yeah. and uh, you know said to be superstars like Vauban mm. was. I mean, yes, it's been working the house down. Yes, obviously a good horse, but we just don't know a lot about them. So two yeah. of the biggest races
0: that, that are in the country now, the Everest and uh, yep. the Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup, uh, the horses have wintered in Queensland and won races up here in Queensland. And the Epsom Handicap with Redina as well. Yeah,
4: that's exactly right.
0: And Chris, did you take your top hat
3: and tails down and get to a meeting?
4: I was there on, I went to the Derby Hills, uh, all set, had my tickets, went to the Derby, walked in, thought, yeah, I'm never going to find anywhere to sit. I'll miss half the races, too busy for me. So off we went back <laughs> to the casino and watched them on the TV. And it was, <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I'd rather see everything that's going on. Some people go for the... For the, the social side of it. I wasn't there for that. So I wanted to see the races interstate. I wanted to see my horse run, get a few drinks and have a good day out, and Ooh. it was just a bit difficult. So for me, mm. it was easier back there. I yeah. saw what you did there. You slid Literally. your horse in there.
0: <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hell of a win, I can tell you. Uh, we had Icarus here. No luck in, uh, with Ash Run. With a clearer run, may have uh, run a place. Yeah, Ash Run, a very good fourth. Congrats to the winner. I didn't think he'd run a solid two miles, though. Well, he did. Uh, well, see that so,
4: was yeah. that was the interesting part. I mean, that Caulfield Cup they ran it like the clappers, and he was very strong late, and that's always a good pointer that he's looking for further. And you go back and look at his runs. I know he didn't run the distance or run the trip last year, but there are excuses there. There was everything went wrong that day, including the soft ground. Uh, this time around, you look back through his form overseas before he arrived here, he was winning races over 2,800 metres by a space, and he was strong to the line. So uh, didn't really buy into that, but, you know, can always get it wrong too. Icarus
0: did add, thank heavens for the little genius in Perth. Yes, you mean the wizard, Icarus. <laughs> I know you're talking. He rode the last three winners, W Pike, mm. at uh, Ascot yesterday afternoon. God bless his little cotton socks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, eh? hey, uh, did did you interrupt s- your interview with Fatty to look at one of those or anything like that? Uh, Fatty and I were betting together to yeah. tell the truth. And so neither of
3: you talked to the crowd for a little while.
0: <laughs> the occasional high five yeah. as well. Um, uh, we've got Ipswich tomorrow, I know. So we're, we're sort of having a quiet day today. But we, I think every location available for, to race in Queensland was used yesterday, wasn't oh. it, mate?
4: <laughs> Yeah, they sure were. The Sunshine Coast had a meeting, a tab meeting, as did the Gold Coast. They did race at uh, Toowoomba uh, as well, and that was a, a non-tab meeting, plus every other, as you say, every other jurisdiction, a little town under the sun. But it's it's such a great day. And, look, one, I don't know if it'll ever happen now, but I really do think it should be a national holiday, not just a Victorian holiday because I don't know how many people actually work on Cup Day.
0: Yeah, that's true. And Pat just sent through a text, when they winter in Queensland over the carnival here, they get three springs in one season. My late father taught me that years ago. Yeah. Good and, point. And Chris, yeah. do you know how the Melbourne Cup uh,
3: became the biggest thing we've got in racing?
4: Oh, gee, I don't know. It's just It's tradition, I suppose. Yeah. It's just the history of it. I don't really know. That's a good question but... I don't know. It's just the history. I, I don't know when the day off even started, the public holiday. But um, I mean, it's been huge. I mean, I used to go as a as a young guy and have an absolute ball and loved it. and We used to get a hundred thousand there that day. So the clou- crowds aren't as as big as they used to be. But I think I think it might have had a bit of a lull going back a few years ago. I know COVID obviously, but before then. But I think in the last few years, it's really surged again. The popul- popularity of the uh, of the Melbourne Cup mm. and. I won't be happy until it's back on in the schools, guys. That's where I'd like to see it again because it's it's part (laughs) of our history. It is Uh, part of our history.
3: One kid had to hold the antenna.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a funny story. I I said, um, because I grew up in Melbourne, of course, we were talking about it one day and I said, it's funny, you know, I can't remember... Uh, ever, ever watching the Melbourne Cup at, at school. I just can't even remember it. And someone said, that's because you lived in Melbourne. It was a public holiday, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good girl.
0: <laughs> no, that's we a true used, story. We used to watch it at school in Bundy, I remember. Yeah. Hey, yeah, all right, well, listen, we'll talk to you Friday. We'll uh, yep. get you, uh, see if you can continue this hot tipping form you're in when we chat on Friday. Welcome back, Look mate. forward to it. I'll do my best. Thanks, guys. Chris Nelson there joining us for Racing Queensland.
2: What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
0: Hey, I think we've got Will on the line. Will's found a phone that is an Optus. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, Shell V Power Racing, DJR, are taking heels on a hot lap today around Queensland Racing, uh, Queensland Raceway. So uh, the DJR rack up just is an amazing milestone this weekend uh, in Adelaide uh, for the, Adelaide, the when it comes up, the Adelaide 500. They'll be competing in their 500th Australian Touring Car slash Supercars round and becoming the first team to do, to, do so. Will, uh good morning. Number one, the, the milestone is, is amazing, isn't
2: it? Oh, it is. It is. Morning, guys. Um, people often also get confused with rounds and races, so... Rounds is effectively weekend's events. Um, yeah. So we obviously at Bathurst this year had our you know one thousandth race um, as well. Not Bathurst. Uh, <laughs> recently, anyway, um, the team celebrated you know one thousand races in the category. So now it's the five hundredth round start, and really, it's just a reminder as to the, the history that the DGR team has in the sport um, is is something else. Um, it says a lot about Dick, really, and the supporters that we have on board, um, sponsors on board still in those Shelby power Mustangs. You know, we think back to the legendary days in the 80s mm. um, with Dick and the Shelby Sierras. And, um, yeah, it's uh, the team really stands for a lot. And it's such an important backbone of the supercars category. Um, yeah, so really, really special.
0: All right. You're taking the Mustangs out to Queensland Raceway today, and heels you are taking for a ride. He has been... In a in a circuit on on an oval circuit with Brad Jones years ago, this will be a little bit different, won't it?
2: If that's I, I'm 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 thinking he went around Calder Park in Brad's Oscar or NASCAR, um, so that must have been quite a while ago if he went around an oval. But
3: no, uh, no, Col- is Calder Park in Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, no, it was in yeah. Adelaide. What's the Adelaide circuit called?
2: Um, uh, maybe Adelaide International.
3: Something like that. He he couldn't really get it going before he had to jump on the brakes and turn, get on a, a bend again. So so yeah, but that <laughs> well, was bad I enough. I think
2: today could be a little bit different for you. So mm. um, prepare prepare yourself, Hills. We're, we've got a big day today. We've got a massive amount of passengers to get through. So Good. not sure what time you're coming out, but it's it's pretty warm out here, uh, which means it's pretty slick, pretty slippery. Think we've got some good tyres saved up to use. So um
3: what do we got, mate? The, the soft, <laughs> soft, or you know, medium hybrid?
2: <laughs> no, probably the worst ones we've got. at ride days, so I'm sure they'll, they'll be um, beautiful and not so sticky. <laughs> yeah.
3: steel, steel, you'll be riding on no. steel. Would you reckon I'll feel the, um you know, the downforce? Have we got the latest fog light bezels? You know, in in the bumpers?
2: <laughs> we're always we're always trying something. So. um yeah, definitely definitely made some big changes today. So hopefully, you know, hopefully everything holds together and I'll be asking your opinion on the rear stability and the, and the rear downforce <laughs> through turn two heels.
3: So. Well, hopefully I won't get to feel it.
0: Thank now, you. give us a little a little idea of how quick you will get this Mustang with heels on board as a passenger.
2: Well, it's not – listen, it's probably – it's more of a simple circuit. It's only six corners out here. Um but, you know, up down, back straight into turn three. We'll probably still be up around 250k an hour today, Hills. And there's a <laughs> nice, nice big stop into turn three. So we'll try and send you through the front windscreen there. So, uh, no. There's uh, it's, 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 it's a few drag strips here and then there's some big braking zones. So it's got a little bit of everything, turn one and two, a couple of fourth gear right-handers, some bumps where the car will be moving and sliding. Um, yeah, it's an interesting little track. So... Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll love it. Yeah, righto.
3: That's great, mate. So, Just maybe
2: uh, hold off on lunch or righto. make sure you've had a couple of hours since you've had food. I've got, I've got a nappy. So that's up to you.
3: I've got a nappy. <laughs> the, nappy um...
2: beautiful. I'm good at changing them at the moment.
3: So oh, no, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not change yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you know, DJR, when you talk about the beautiful history and backbone of the industry, it, it hasn't you know, come easy to them, eh? It's been continuous hard work.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think, really, if you follow any, I mean, we, we cop the brunt of it because um, we have so many fans and passionate fans. But you look, look at any famous sporting team, um, whether it be <laughs> Australian cricket team or we go through AFL or, you know, particularly the high profile ones, um, there's, there's, there's highs and lows. And uh, I think it's a testament to the team that the team is still around now in such great force. And um, they've ridden all the highs and lows. And I, mean, yeah. I think DJR is built on uh, fan support, you know, all the way back to when Dick hit the rock at Bathurst. And, um, you know, he effectively used his own funds to that point to um, get a car on track with his wife yeah. and a very small team. And uh, Then he went on air nationally and, um, you know, all the fans were willing to donate their hard-earned money. And then Edsel Ford and Ford Motor Company said they'll back, you know, dollar for dollar what the fans do. And DJ came and won the race the next year. And the hmm. star was born, really. And um, he's always been a fan favorite. And over many years, the team's been dominant and, you know, won so many races and championships. And then they've certainly had their hard times. And um, that's, you know, that, that's just sport, isn't it? So, yeah. Okay. Um, the beauty of the team, and we'll we'll um, we're not having the easiest year, but yeah. no doubt, you know, there's too much passion at our team that we won't be back on top.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Hey, i feel compelled. Parity? Are, are we close? Uh, the things were better <laughs> for the Mustangs the other day, weren't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You could see. I mean, um, you know, the off seasons critical. They're going to be doing all the all the key tests, but to see two Fords on top um, at the Gold Coast was was fantastic for the sport fantastic for Ford. Um, and you know, for us, it wasn't us. So we were disappointed, but yeah. it's, it's good that, you know, we, we don't talk about parody after the Gold Coast because as a team, we, we weren't good enough and we certainly couldn't blame parity. So, um, that's all you ask for. There's there's still a huge team element, a human element in motorsport. And that's the way it should be. Um, shouldn't be everyone's excuse. If you're not winning, that should be you know, equal and everyone should have the same opportunity every weekend. Then it's down to the drivers, the teams, the engineers, which is what motorsport's all about. So I think we're getting closer on that front um, so we don't have to think about it and we can just, you know, focus on making sure we are sharpening our own tools to make sure we're on top. So I think that's, that's where we're at now.
0: Brilliant. All right, mate. You, you've got a busy day and you've got some very valuable cargo, just hitting touching speeds of around <laughs> 250 k's. He's, oh, he's really looking forward to it, Will, I can tell you.
2: No, <laughs> I'll be saving my best one up for you here. So. <laughs> Good on you, no. Will. Thank you, mate. Look forward to seeing you out here. Okay, so,
0: see you. Great to chat. Right. Will Davison there with Shell V Power Racing.